0: can shout we can give God glory but when it when everything hits the fans and we going through we're looking for something right but if he's already provided it we should be giving him glory for yet what we don't see some people shout they dance they glorify God because it's in their hands right but when it's not in your hands do you have the surety knowing that it's already yours. That's the place that we should be in. You know, every year you have different people decreeing and declaring what God has said for the coming year. And we wait on people to give us a rat now Ramo word for the coming year. But I got news for you. You got all you're going to get. Amen. See, we waiting on people to tell us something Because we're looking forward to getting over what we're going through. But I got news for you. The Bible tells you that you're going to go through some persecution. You're going to go through some trials and tribulation. I'm here to tell you, Apostle, that don't change as long as we're here on the earth. The only thing that we can do is recognize who we are while we're going through. And then we know we already got through it. But see, it's good to have a prophecy to go on. But God is going to bring something in this year, something that's different, but it is the word. Amen. So we're going to hear what the word of God has to say, and it's up to us to take in that word. Everybody got a different word for each year. Why is that? Why is some word saying you're going to prosper? You're going to have outpouring in this coming new year. You're going to see this, and you're going to see that. You have different words coming from different people. But why are those words not the same? Why is everybody coming up with what they want to say instead of doing what the word of God is telling them to do? See, this is what we have to go on outside of everything else. And if you're not in here now, or you have not been in here, you're going to have some trouble. And you're not going to know how to get out of that trouble until you allow the word to be your deliverer. Amen? Amen? So, Father God, we just thank you. We just honor you on today. We thank you for another new year, God. We thank you, Father God, that you allowed us to see another new year. And being that we're here for 2017, God, that tells me that you still have more for us to do. So, God, we thank you for the task that you have for us at hand. And we thank you for our helper and our teacher, which will walk alongside of us and help us to do what you have called us to do in this coming year. And, God, every barrier, God, that's in our way, God, that's keeping us, God, from moving forward in this year the way you will have us to move. God, I speak that is broken right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that we have on the full armor of God. And God, that way we can stand up against the wiles of the enemy. We can stand up against his attacks. And God, I thank you that I am still crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. For that, God, I give you all the glory, I give you all the honor, and I give you all the praise in this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews and let's see what God has to say in the book of Hebrews. And I'm going to the fifth chapter, starting at the 11th verse and ending at verse 13. Hebrews, the fifth chapter, the 11th verse and ending at verse 13. And we want to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say unto the people of God. And the word of God now reads, of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the articles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe." But strong meat belong to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I want to talk about in this new year, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. I'm telling you what, God has a word for you in 2017. 2017. And I know it's a right now rhema word for the people of God because it's coming out the word of God. So I'm just so excited for what God is doing in this coming year with his people. And when I was reading Hebrews, I couldn't leave Hebrews. I started reading it over and over and over again. And I'm saying, God. What are you saying and as God took me through the book of Hebrews I went back to the first chapter and he stopped me again in the fifth chapter at the 11th verse and he kept impressing in my spirit it's time to grow up. So I'm saying God what are you saying and he began to uh talk to the Hebrews and some people say the author of this book is Paul but we're not for sure if it's Paul so if I'm saying Paul Then And you're saying it's not Paul. I'm just going on, you know, Paul. But when Paul was writing to the Jewish Christians, he was um, letting them know that Jesus was better than the prophets. He was more better than the angels. He was more better than Moses. He went through all that spill to the Jewish Christians. Why did he do that? Because he did not want them to go back up under the law. So he began to let them know that the word of God, it came through the prophets. And we know a prophet is a mouthpiece of God. He or she is a spokesman of God. But the only reason why God used the prophets up under the Old Testament is because Jesus had not yet gone to the Father. Jesus had not yet come on the scene. So he had to put his words in their mouths for them to deliver unto the people of God. Now, what I want to say is some of us, not all of us, we may have a call as a prophet, but some of us are out of order in that call. And the reason why we're out of order in that call is because we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be attached to. But those prophets in the Old Testament, they can only speak what God gave them to speak. Now, the key to that was they had to be before God. They had to be in the midst of God. They had to be able to hear God. Now, we have some that say they're prophets, but they're not even in the word of God to hear what God has to say. Oh, y'all, I'm so full. I could just cry today because God began to just give me all of this stuff. And when you get so much, your belly is just turning and you want to get it all out. So I'm just going to be led by the spirit. So these prophets, they would only speak what God told them to speak. God would put that word in their mouths for them to speak. They could speak no more. They could speak no less. So this was the job of a prophet. But then Paul began to say that Jesus was superior to those prophets. You know, Jesus spoke to us. And he was most superior to the prophets. And then he went to the angels and he talked about the angels. The angels was bringing the law. They were bringing the word. And then he went on to Moses. And y'all know Moses was that deliverer. And he went up to that mountain to get the word and bring the word back to God's people. As you know, the prophet, the angels, and Moses, they had to get the word from God. They did not bring this word on their own. We have so many people that want to in the office of a prophet but we yet have those that want to get into the word of God and allow the word to get into them so they'll know how to speak when God is speaking and not to speak when he's not speaking we got too many people trying to carry a title of a prophet and that's not who God has called you to be because in these days and times All of us in this room that have accepted Jesus Christ, the word is nigh us, even in our mouth and even in our heart, the word of faith, which we preach and which we proclaim. And this is what Paul was telling them. He said, I don't want you to depend on these prophets. You can't depend on these angels. You can't depend on Moses no more. Did anybody know that Moses is dead? He's gone. Isn't that what God told Joshua? He said, Joshua, Moses is dead. Where am I going? Some of the prophets have died, even some of them that you know, and you're still living by and living according to what they done. I'm here to tell you this is a new year. And we need to quit trying to depend on man and put our dependency on God. And if you have not been with God or if you have not experienced God, how can you tell somebody what God is saying and you don't even get into the word of God? Something is wrong. Everybody got a revelation. Everybody wants somebody to hear what they're saying. We're depending on somebody. But what Paul was saying is you can't depend on these prophets. You can't depend on Moses. You can't depend on these angels. Jesus is the one that you should be taking heed to the one that you should be hearing. And he even, um, you know, magnified Jesus in here, recognizing him as being God, as being the word. So where am I going today? It's time for us to let go of trying to find a prophet. It's time for us to let go of trying to find a man or woman of God that can pray us through. It's time for us to let go looking for an angel to come down from heaven. It's time for us to let go of those things because our dependency is supposed to be on God And God alone, we got to know God for ourselves. So ask your neighbor, who are you depending on? So after he'd done all of this, he began to talk about a high priest. And he began to talk about the duties of a high priest. You see, this is going back to the Old Testament. And then he began to tell them that Jesus was called a high priest after the order of Matizalde. But then Paul began to say, he can't even go on with this the way he want to go on. There's many things that I could say. He said, but it's hard. It's difficult to say because you're slow of understanding. So I want to start there. Some of us, we want so much from God, but we're still babes. Some of us want to be prophets, but we're still babes in Christ, and we've been saved 15 years. This is what Paul is saying. He's saying it's time to grow up. See, we don't want to grow up. We want to still do things that we're used to doing. But then Paul began to say, you don't even understand. It's hard for you to understand what's being said, what's being put out, because you're slow of understanding. When we go back into the word of God, I'm going to go back over a few people so you understand where I'm coming from. When we go back and we look in Judges 13, we see Samson. And we see how God, as the angel of the Lord, came to his, his mother first and then came to his father, and he began to tell them who Samson was going to be and what he should not do. He should not cut his hair. He should not drink a strong drink because he was going to be a Nazarite. And that was the sign of people knowing him as a Nazarite. No strong drink, and his hair was long. So the proclamation came. The angel decreed it and he declared it unto the father and unto the mother. But then the Bible says that Samuel grew. That means that the mother and father had to teach Samuel in the way, Samson, in the way that he should go. And this is how it is with us and this is where God is starting with us. We see that Samson had to be taught by who? His parents. Now his parents could not teach him no more than what they knew. This is why when you go from Genesis on up to Judges, you see how they specifically told the parents that they need to teach their children the commandments of God when they get up, when they lay down and throughout the day. Why? Because they had to know what the commands of God, God's commands were. So Samson, he had to know this, but it said he grew in the Lord so as Samson got older he was learning more things concerning God and this is how it should be for us in the house of God when we first get saved we don't stop at just being saved y'all we don't stop at just being saying I'm born again I'm a new creation in Christ your life's supposed to reflect who you say you are and if you still saying you a new creation and it's not reflect, then you're still a babe and it's time for us to grow up in the body of Christ. So let me give you an example of, of growing up. Now we see that Samson, he grew up in the Lord. Y'all know what happened to Samson. Samson became very uh, rebellious because of women. He had to have those women. So he was doing what he wanted to do outside of what God told him to do. Come on, that's some of us, right? We want what we want when we want it. So that tells you that Samson still was acting childish. He was still doing some things that he should not be doing. Then God began to show me another person in the Bible, and it was Samuel. Y'all remember Hannah? Hannah wanted a child, and she could not have a child, but Hannah didn't give up. Even though she was provoked, even by his other wife, she still didn't give up. And finally, she had that child, but she made God a promise. She said, if you give me this child, I will give him to you. All the days of his life. But first she had to wean that child. Now in that culture they said um, weaning is between two and three years old. So after the child was weaned, she took the child to Eli. Why? Because she was raising him up in that priestly office. So he had to learn everything about becoming a priest. So Eli was going to be his teacher. So we see in 1 Samuel, it talks about that Samuel grew in the Lord. It talks about that three times, how he was growing in the things of the Lord. Y'all, it should be some growth in your walk with the Lord. If there's no growth, you're still in your baby stages. It's time to come out of those baby stages and it's time to be mature and this is what the book of Hebrews is talking about. So Samuel grew in the Lord and how you know that Samuel was growing in the Lord? He only heard Eli's voice. There comes a time that you may only hear your mother and father's voice. That's what you get accustomed to just like he was accustomed to Eli's voice. But then there was another voice that he heard, and he thought that it was Eli. And and God called him how many times? Three times. On the third time, he answered, and he said, yes, Lord, your servant here. So he was turning his life over to God. Check this out, on his own. See, his mother turned him over to God, but it comes a time when a child is held accountable, y'all get it, for his own actions. Mother and father can't hold them no more. See, sometimes we, as mothers and fathers, we're holding grown men and grown women as children when they need to grow up. So he grew up. How would I know? He heard God from for himself, and when he heard God for himself, he had to be obedient to what God was saying to him, and he told Eli what God was saying. But then when we get over to the third chapter dealing with Samuel, it talks about that how Samuel grew so much in the Lord that it said not a word he spoke, fell to the ground. Tell me, didn't Samuel grow? Tell me, had not Samuel been in that word? He was in that word so much. He didn't have to get it from mother and father no more. He didn't have to get it from Eli. Come on, he got it for himself. And the people recognized his growth. Do anybody recognize your growth? Then we look at another one. We look at John the Baptist. John the Baptist, y'all know Zachariah, his mouth got shut when he didn't believe that they were going to have a son. But here comes John the Baptist, and the Bible says that John grew, and, and he grew in the in the Holy Spirit. He was growing up. The Lord was with him. The Spirit of God was there upon John the Baptist. After John the Baptist, there was Jesus. And when we look at Jesus, the Word of God said, at 12 years old, when they took him to the temple, Jesus stayed there, and he was listening, and also you know, getting understanding and they were so astounded at Jesus because guess what? He was growing in the Lord. See, you shouldn't have to come to church every Sunday or Clem School every Tuesday and there ain't no growth. There ain't no point of being in the house of the Lord if you ain't willing to grow. That's the purpose of being taught so you will grow in the things of the Lord. So we see all of these people, they were growing in the things of the Lord. And people recognized that they had wisdom above their years. Where did they get it from? They had to get it from God because the wisdom of the world is natural wisdom. But the wisdom God gives you is beyond the knowledge that the world can give you, that books can give you. So God began to give me this illustration. When Paul was talking to these Jewish Christians, he was saying there's many things that I can say to you, but they will be hard, they will be difficult for you to understand because you're slow in understanding, you dull in your hearing. So God began to take me back, y'all, through the baby stages. Y'all know women, I got me a little baby alive up here today. Excuse her not having pants. Anyway this baby needs a mother and needs a father, right? And this is why it's so important, y'all. When Jesus said, when God said in the beginning concerning husband and wife, when you come together in marriage, it should be, I mean, come together, it should be as one, as husband and wife. When you have children outside of wedlock, it affects that child. Because I have learned over the years, everybody may not be the same, but I'm using this for an example, and the Holy Spirit is going somewhere. You know how you have a child, a woman become pregnant, and all of a sudden, the guy ain't in the life no more. That guy gone about his business, that woman gone about her business, and she tried to raise that child. But in raising that child, she introduced him to other men. And that baby began not knowing who's my daddy. Cause the daddy ain't nowhere around. So the mama teach the, the, the baby to call that man. She's dating daddy. That's your daddy. Go to your daddy. No, it ain't. That ain't your daddy. But in your way, uh, you need a mother and a father in a child's life. So they can bond with both mother and both with father. Now, don't think that I'm trying to tell you, you this, that, or the other. I'm not. I'm using the illustration. So as this baby pops out of the womb, this baby is used to that mother because that baby has been with that mother for, what, 10 months? So when the baby come out of the womb, that baby have needs, y'all. That baby is dependent on that mother and father to take care of all those needs. Come on, y'all. I hear the crying now. Why? Why? Don't want to give you a break. They're always crying for something. So you got to figure out what that baby needs. You got to figure out the need of that baby so you can get some rest, right? So the baby began to grow. you giving that baby milk. You're taking that baby for appointments. You're making sure that baby is growing the way that baby need to grow. You're taking time out for that baby. When that baby don't want to sleep, when it don't keep milk on its tummy, or when it's not doing like you think it should be doing, then you make an appointment and say, something wrong with my baby because what they're doing is out of the norm, right? So that mother is there, that father is there for that child. But then it comes a time after that child come off the milk, That child is ready for baby food, right? How many know when you take a bottle from a baby, they act like they lost their best friend? They don't want to go from a um, bottle to a sippy cup because they were so used to having that bottle in their mouth that that's what satisfied them because they knew it was something in that bottle, right? Where am I going? We as Christians... We are, a baby is one that me, as a pastor, I'm going to nurture you. I'm going to give you what you need in your baby stages. But there comes a time, as you grow, I can't keep giving you a bottle. Some of you still want bottles. Some of you want, what's the matter? You okay? It'll be all right, babe. God loves you and I love you too. Call me anytime. Some people still want that. But that's when you got to pull the bottle out of their mouth and you got to introduce them to something else. They should not want to stay in that stage. They should not want to be there no more because they're growing, y'all. So you introducing the baby food. How many know that some babies didn't like squash or they didn't like the peas and they were oh, that's nasty, but you knew, baby, you got to eat that because that's good for you. So you were introducing new foods to that baby. That's how it is with church folks. Church folks, toy you don't want no change. They want to stay on the milk, Jennifer. They don't want nothing to change. They want everything to say the same. Just don't mess with me. Leave me like I am. But see, when you got a good pastor, you say, I ain't leaving you like that because it's time for you to grow. So they get the baby food, and they start eating the baby food. And how many know you got to show that uh, child or that baby or that toddler how to eat for themselves? Tony, you, you remember showing Isaac how to hold that spoon? And the stuff was everywhere. Now, you know, ba- don't do that. That's not nice. Now, you hold that spoon in your hand and put it in your mouth. Look, 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 look. See, that was Good. Is that not what we do? That was good. And and then they smile at you, Julia. And then they say, go ahead and try it for yourself. Why did you put that in my face? You know better than that. I taught you better than that. So after a while, that child began to eat for themselves. And it's not everywhere, right? We know that they make mistakes. But then it come a time and that toddlers, by that time, y'all, y'all know they walk and you teaching them how to walk, right? now if they're two years old and they ain't beginning to walk yet you're gonna call somebody because you're gonna say there's something wrong with my child my child should be walking by now i'm going somewhere y'all that's how it is with the word of god because if you're going through these stages and you're stuck somewhere that's when you call on the holy spirit that's when God has someone alongside of you to help you in that stage of your life to get you past wherever you're stuck. So God's gonna still have those people in your life to help you, to help you walk, to carry you along the way. So after that stage, y'all, you know, ooh, when they start walking, they're all over the place. Put that down. Don't mess with that. Sit down. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Sit right here. Don't you move. And you turn your back and they're in the kitchen. (laughs) Ain't that how it is? Now that child's becoming what? Rebellious. So it's up to us to chastise that y'all know. Oh, they're so cute. I don't want to beat them. (sighs) What did I tell you? You stay in that seat. No, you stay in time out. Y'all, you know we put them in time out. Some of them understand time out. But then there's a time, this right here is time out. Now he ain't telling you to kill him. He's letting you, introducing them to time out, right? So you're you raising that child up, you're letting them know the difference. Why are you letting them know the difference? Because when they go out, I'm getting somewhere. See, if you're getting taught in here and you're getting taught the right way, when you go out of here, you're going to know how to carry yourself. Okay? So we see that they're walking, they're running, they're doing everything. Now it comes a time that you got to teach them how to brush their teeth, right? Show them how to do that. You got to teach them how to tie their shoes and you do it over and over again until they have it. Is that not right? You make sure they have what they need. So as they get past those stages, y'all now it's time for pre-K. You got to send them to pre-K. Now pre-K is gonna know what they learned. They're going to know where they've been, by how they act when they go in. If they go in and they said, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, have a seat. They sit down. They know how to carry themselves. Let me give you an example. When I took um, Aria to uh, pre-K, I'll never forget that Aria was so polite. She would ask for everything. Teacher got mad. She said, "Miss Bryant, Could you please talk to your daughter? She do not have to ask for everything in this class. I said, that's the way she was taught. So I can't change the way she was taught. She was taught when you go somewhere, when it does not belong to you and you want to hold it, you ask for it. That's how we taught her. So you telling me that she said, well, um, in this classroom, the the stuff is over here and she can go over there and she can play with. I said, ma'am, I understand that, but she's taught to ask. She said, okay, I understand. So that's how Ariel was. She was so polite. She would ask for what she wanted. That's how she was raised at home. So if you're raising your children right at home, when they come outside of the home, people are going to know they were raised, what? Correctly. That's how it's supposed to be when we get in the word of God, Daniel. When you're getting taught the word of God, when he have a good teacher, he should be growing in the things of the Lord. So when he go out, people are going to know he's been taught. So there is pre-K. And in pre-K, y'all know what they do. They teach them how to color. Some pre-Ks, they teach them their ABCs because they're getting them ready for what? Kindergarten. So each level gets what? Higher and higher. And as that level get higher, the, the teachers, is this right, they're going to know where you are. By the time you hit kindergarten, they're going to begin to show you what? ABCs, one, two, threes, and what else is it, Teresa your name and all of this how to write your name right and guess why you got to learn your ABCs because you got to form sentences you got to know how to read so if they go into kindergarten and they're learning these things but then it's time for them to go to first grade and the kindergarten teachers see they don't know their name they don't know their ABCs they're going to be left behind How is it in the body of Christ? See, in the beginning, you learned your ABCs. You learned about being born again. You're learning these principles. You're learning about repentance from dead works. You're learning about faith in Jesus Christ. You're learning about how you got to be dipped under the water and how you come up a new creation. You're learning all of those things. You're learning these things, so you should not be stuck there. That means that you should be growing. And this is why. So as I grow, y'all, as I grew, you know, I love my doll babies, but I got a problem. If I'm growing up at the age I am now and you see me carrying a doll baby, Mitch, say hey to Uncle Mitch. Mitch, say hey to the baby. baby. Ain't she pretty? And I'm carrying her around in church. Preaching with a dog, baby. Y'all crazy for being in here listening. And I say, I do this. I got to go change the baby. I'll be right back. And y'all still sitting there. See, I should be past this stage. I should not be carrying a baby around with me. What am I saying to you? You should be past elementary. If you've been saved for five years, there should be some growth and you should not be carrying around a baby. will give you another example. Guys, y'all know your cars. Got guys in church. Mm, mm, I'm gonna beat you, man. Mm, I got you, man. That's me. Still at this stage, and are saved, but they're prophets, prophets, and prophets go home and play with the toys. <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> Phone ring. He come. Hear the Lord. God is saying to you today, man. And then after you hang up. That's where some people are in church. Y'all think it's funny, but this is truth. You got people still playing with toys. You got people still doing things out of the ordinary, but they're not in the word of God to build themselves up. And, oh, y'all, I'm so hurt. I'm so grieved. See, this sounds funny, but if God is talking to you today, I advise you to take it in. It's time in this new year to drop all this title stuff. Because if you're not in this word the way you need to be, let me get to the next verse. Now, he's talking about dull of hearing, soul of understanding. Let me give you an example in the word. Like I said, there are stages when it comes to growing in the Lord. Now, we don't want a new convert to become a bishop. A new convert is a novice, according to the book of 1 Timothy. That means that people are giving babes titles that haven't even learned the first principle, but they're giving them a pulpit as a novice, and they're teaching people stuff that they don't know yet, and people are, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and the only thing they know how to do is hoop. And people get excited about hooping. Some of y'all are so excited because somebody behind the pulpit, and they're like, this right here yeah yes lord i hear you lord I, I hear what you're saying now bear with me because huh? my help is coming on huh i remember huh? when i was going through huh? i remember when they locked me up you ain't never been locked up i remember huh? when i was sick in the body huh? you ain't even been sick yet huh? And everybody just praising the Lord. Uh, yeah, and I remember uh, how I needed a lawyer. Uh, do you hear me now? And he's my lawyer. Uh, he's my doctor. And don't even know about healing. And everybody in the audience, can he preach? Didn't he preach? He was a novice. He was a new convert, convert being a pretender. What was he pretending to be? Like the pastor. He was being a show off. Y'all, I'm not telling you just any old things. See, God said it's time to grow up. See, I'm sitting here, me and this other lady, and they put him last. Little teeny fella. Put him last on the agenda. So we sitting back there, and he saying everything his pastor said many, many times. And everybody saying, can he preach? Do you think he need his license? Yes. He was a novice. He was a young convert. He was a new Christian. Everybody is taking young folks just because they can hoop and just because they can holler and they're ready to sign them off. And this is why so many people are going through so many changes because they're not listening to the true word of God. So this is what Paul was saying. They were slow of hearing. They had stopped. Go with me to Hebrews 2. Paul was saying here in Hebrews 2, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. What is Paul saying? Things that we have learned concerning those first principles, we let them slip. Why do we let them slip? Because we're not focused on those things no more. We don't meditate on the word of God no more like we should meditate on the word of God. Do you know if you're getting taught, if you're coming into Bible study, you're coming into Clem School or whatever um, teaching you come into and you're taught for a reason. uh, You have a teacher teaching you. After you get taught, you go home yourself. You open back up the word of God and you say, Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, make this word real to me. I know what she said. I know what he said. But I want to know for myself. That way you will not drift from what you've been taught. We got too many drifters. We're letting things slip because we're just laying down our Bible and we're making Bible study in church just a ritual. Just something that we just do every Sunday, every Tuesday. We act like the word is not important no more. So they were letting things slip. He was seeing them going back to the way that they used to be. They were not moving forward. So he said, I can't even give you actually what you need because you will not understand. Getting back to this dull of hearing. That comes from a hardened heart. That means that the disciples, y'all know the disciples, they were followers of Jesus. They followed him wherever he went, and now it was time for them to eat, and they were hungry. They saw all of these people. They didn't have enough food to feed them, but Jesus showed them how to multiply. He gave it to the Father. Right after that, guess what, y'all? They were going to the other side. And Jesus warned them about the doctrine of the Sadducees, the Pharisees. And they thought within themselves, oh, we forgot to take bread. They let slip what they just learned. The miracle that they just saw, they let it slip. What am I saying to you? If God done something for you yesterday, for the day that is to come, You should be meditating and focused on what he already done. So when something come up, you ain't letting that slip. You saying, God, if you did it yesterday, you the same God today. Because you're the same today, yesterday, and forever. So you're not letting what you get taught slip away from you. You're not letting it drift from you. And this is what they were doing. So Paul had to remind them concerning the word of God. Do not let the word slip. Don't let it drift. It's time for us to take the word for what it is. Meditate on that word day and night. Observing um, everything that's in the word. And when we meditate on it, we're going to prosper in the things of God. People are going to see us growing in the things of God. So their heart became hardened because they had drifted away because they became more sensitive to what the world was doing instead of what the word of God was telling them. That's a dull, a person that's dull in hearing. That's a person that's slow in understanding. Getting back to the titles. So many people want to be part of a fivefold. They want to be a part of something just to say they're a part. The root behind that is rejection. Because people don't want nothing until they see somebody with it. They don't want to be involved in something until they see how good somebody else is doing what they do. But I got something to tell you. Have you ever heard about the anointing? See, because God anoints you. He gives you the ability to do what you do. You don't do that on your own. So if God has put an anointing over my life to root up and tear down the strongholds off of God's people, if he anointed me to do it, and let's say Julia want to walk up under that anointing, but God didn't anoint her to do it, then there's going to be some problems. Because whoever God anoint, he's going to qualify, he's going to equip to do what he have called them to do. So we need to stop trying to be in places that God have not put us in. We need to wait on our ministry. And and this is the problem, y'all. We got so many prophets saying, you a prophet. And when you give a young babe that title before time, that person is going to try to carry that title, and they're going to try to prophesy because somebody said there was a prophet. Everybody that prophesied ain't no prophet. Because when you get baptized with that holy fire, you get the gifts of the spirit. And prophecy is one of those gifts to build you up in the things of the Lord. So don't look at everybody that come to you and tell you something. Because that don't mean they're walking in the office of a prophet. Because a prophet is going to carry three of the gifts and they're going to be working all the time. And if you don't know these things, you'll let anybody prophesy a lot in your life, and it's not God. And if a person is truly a prophet of God, they're going to be so much in the word of God that they're going to be able to discern good from evil. You're going to know when someone is doing something they should not do. We got too many people that want to do too many things, and they're still babes. They still haven't got the ABCs down yet, but yet they want to be in everything and tell somebody something. And this is what Paul said. He said, here we are, got to teach you again when you should be teaching others. Someone asked you something. Everybody want to teach somebody something, but you ain't grabbing hold to what you're getting to go give it to somebody else. So how can you teach somebody something that you haven't even got yourself he said many want to be teachers but guess what you ain't even got the word for yourself so how can you be a teacher let's talk about a teacher you know what a teacher do a teacher dissect the word a teacher go and study that word See, you got to study to show yourself approved A workman that need not to be ashamed, but rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, a teacher just ain't going to give you everything. That teacher is going to go into the word of God and find out why Paul said what Paul said. Why did Paul put it the way Paul put it? And see, a teacher, oh, here's another thing. When God give you revelation, it ain't going to be taken from you. He's gonna give you revelation on top of revelation on top of revelation, but a person that's still a babe in Christ, God ain't gonna give you no revelation. How can I put it? You'll get some, but you ain't gonna be able to hold on to it because you still a babe. This is why when we look in the Word of God with Paul, Paul got revelation on top of revelation on top of revelation. That means God entrusted him with this word. Why? Because he was growing in grace. See, you got the growing grace. God ain't going to give you nothing as being a novice because you will lead someone astray. We got too many people trying to give somebody something that you ain't even got revelation on yourself. You don't understand the love of God because you ain't loving nobody. So how can you tell somebody to love somebody and you ain't even loving your own husband? You still a babe. But yet, I'm a prophet, but yet I'm called to be a pastor, go through the Bible, whomever God called, he raised him up, let's go to Jeremiah, he was a prophet even before he was even coming out of the womb, Jeremiah had a call on his life, but guess what? Jeremiah said, I can't carry your word. I'm a child. God said, don't say you a child. God knew he went past child because of the way he was taught. He said, I'm going to put my words in your mouth. Jeremiah had to spend time with God. Jeremiah had to go through some things. Come on, let's be for real. Some of us don't want to go through nothing. I'll be a prophet, but I won't go through nothing. Prophets go through. They're alone too. Prophets walk alone. Guess what? Jeremiah couldn't even marry. Couldn't have a wife. See, the mission that God had for him, he couldn't have a wife. He couldn't have nobody walking alongside of him. See, some of us want to be a prophet, but we want a woman too. See, when your heart is totally for God, you ain't thinking about no woman. Because you're focusing, yeah, you would think about a woman, but you're focusing on what the word of God tells you to do. I had to correct that. You are thinking about a woman, but you turn to the Lord. So it's time. God said it's time in this year for people to grow up. Come on, y'all, let's quit faking it to make it. If you're still with your ABCs, it ain't too late to grow up. The foundation have already been laid, and that foundation is Jesus Christ. And we should what? build upon, have you ever seen a house, Tanya, they laid the foundation and you still looking at that foundation, you say, my God, in the morning, that house been there for a year and it's still nothing but the foundation. Yeah. Something's supposed to be built upon that foundation. Man, that look ugly. Yeah. That look like an eyesore apostle. You're going to put a house in the neighborhood and it got a this little foundation with stuff sticking up and you ain't going to build on. This is what's happening in the body of Christ when you obey. The foundation has been laid. We're supposed to build upon that foundation, line upon line, precept upon precept. But we stop. Why? Because I'm done enough to miss hell. No, you should be teaching other folks. You should be giving them what you already got. And and actually dull means slowful. It means lazy. We become lazy in the body of Christ. We just come to church, leave church, go home, turn on the television. Don't never pick up the word until we go through and then we try to read. I don't understand that. And you have the Holy Spirit to help you understand it. So you close it. You don't get no understanding. But God said, I have given you the spirit of wisdom the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom. And this is why we need to pray that the eyes of our understanding is enlightened so we may know the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints? We got to pray these prayers to say, God, open my eyes so I can see the wonderful things out of the law. I don't want to stay at this stage. See, a baby always need help. How do I know it's still babies in Christ? Whining all the time. Complaining all tell them to leave me alone. What have I done to them, Daniel? Why don't they just leave me alone? I am just so tired. You tired? Don't make no sense. That's a whining Christian. Complaining. Murmuring all the time. Read Hebrews where it said they couldn't even get out of the wilderness. They died in the wilderness. Some of us that are saved, we are spiritually dead. Walking around spiritually dead because we whining and complaining. How do I know? When you get broke, you don't know how. To say, God, I thank you that though it ain't in the bank, ain't in my pocketbook, I have all things through Christ Jesus. All my knees are met by his riches and in glory. Instead of saying, I ain't got no money, can't go nowhere today, I'm tired of being broke. I'm always broke. Nobody never helped me. They always want me to help them. I'm just tired. Babes in Christ. Because I'm a mature person, they'll begin to thank God. They'll be saying, God, though I don't have it, In the natural, I know you have already provided. God, I thank you I walk by faith and not by sight. God, I thank you that you haven't seen the righteous forsaken Athea, nor their seed begging bread. I thank you that you are my shepherd I shall not lack. I thank you that I have abundance and no lack. God, I thank you, God. That you have favored me because the favor of the Lord surrounds me. Just like a shield on today. God, just like you provided for Abraham. You already provided for me because I am the seed of Abraham. You begin to preach. That's a mature Christian. And when you're going through in your body, I'm not neglecting that I'm going through. The thing that I'm neglecting is it don't supposed to be in my body. Because by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. You ain't laying around all day. Oh, oh, don't you know I'm hurt? Shut up, me alone. No, you're praising God. You're giving him glory. You done got past those stages. So that's how you know somebody's mature in Christ. They ain't waiting on everybody to do nothing for them because they know who they are. Now that they're in Christ, I don't know about you. If I had a child and I still had to change their diaper and they're 10 years old, I did something wrong. Either I didn't teach them how to do it or they just downright nasty. Come on, y'all. This is how it is in the body of Christ. Nobody ain't got time to be babysitting you. Nobody ain't got time to always tell you. Now, what you supposed to do? If you got art between your How many times do you got to tell a person, Manny? If you got art against your brother, go to your brother. There's a time that they shouldn't have to be told no more. There's a time that they come to you, Manny, and say, Brother Manny, I need to tell you. I've been having art in my heart against you and we need to talk about it. Oh my goodness. How many times in the body of Christ you're spending more time with babies when they should be teaching others. Get a art and go in a corner like a little mouse. You, 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 you want some cheese. <laughs> when you should be taking care. Oh, 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 you grown. You ain't grown. Because if you were grown, you wouldn't have to ask me. You've been saved five years and don't know how to go to your brother. Something's wrong. You babe. You've been saved five years and you holding animosity. You holding hate. You holding unforgiveness and you say you in here. Something's wrong. You holding anger. You holding offense just because somebody say, hey, baby, how you What you looking at me for? Look at your neighbor and say, something's wrong. And they got a title. They got a title. They got a title, apostle. And they're getting mad at folk when they're supposed to humble themselves, when they're supposed to be the one that bring peace. They're supposed to be the peacemaker. And then the, the sad part is, we say we groom, but then we quit church. We leave church because somebody hurt my feelings. They ain't coming up here no more. They didn't speak to me this morning. They always speak to me. What did I ever do to them people? I ain't coming here no more. Been saved five years though. God said it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. You want a word from the Lord? This is your word 2017. It's time to grow up. It's time for you to get into the word of God for yourself. It's time for you to seek him for yourself while he can be found. It's time for you to ask God, God, why am I so stagnated? Why am I so dull of hearing? God, why I can't show up in church when I need to show up in church? Because you told me to fellowship with the saints. What's holding me from coming into church? I don't have a problem going to work every day. But when Sunday comes, God, it's the seventh day and you rest. But we get up Monday morning and we keep on going. If they ask you to work on Sunday, that's money. I work. Come on, y'all. It's time to grow up. It's time now to quit letting people change your diapers. It's time now to quit chasing profits. It's time now to, to quit being tossed with every wind of doctrines. Getting back to that. The fivefold is there to teach you. It's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come unto the unity of the faith, unto a perfect man, unto the knowledge of the Son of God. And why? So we won't be tossed to and fro like children with every wind of doctrine. You come up in here to get taught so when somebody come up on you, you won't be tossed to and fro with wrong teaching. That's what the fivefold is for. That's what a prophet is for, y'all. Did y'all not know? People look at prophets like they're God. Nope. They're not. They're a person that God used for his glory. That means they're supposed to be teaching you the word of God. They're supposed to be telling you what the word says. See, back then, they didn't have what we have now. So he had to use those prophets in that way. So if you go into a prophet to get a word... You done missed it because you got it right here. Because if God want to use a prophet, he'll send that prophet to you to only confirm what he said unto you. You don't have to follow every prophet. And if people keep telling you, I'm a prophet, you a prophet, something wrong with that prophet. Because you don't have to tell nobody who you are. The life that you live, the service that you give, it's going to speak for you. So 2017 is to empty yourself of whatever you've been carrying. Titles, it's time to grow up. God said he want us to grow up in the body of Christ. Y'all, you can't hold on to people to get what you want from God. Everything you need is in this word. One thing that we got to learn is what are we holding? Jealousy, animosity, hate, anger, Come on, when you're growing up in the Lord, you don't let those things attack you like that. You don't keep all that in your heart. You go to your brother and sister. You talk to your brother and sister. You settle it so you don't have to deal with this stuff stopping you from doing what God has called you to do. Y'all, we come out of these walls. We don't try to take positions in the house to be better than anybody else. See, a novice, the reason why you cannot let a new convert Um, teach other people until they learn because they become prideful. They begin to exalt themselves. They begin to think they know more than anybody else. They don't want you to tell them nothing. When I first started in the word of God and some things I did not understand, I would ask. But I remember one day I had called my daddy and I was asking him a question out of the word of God and daddy was telling me, but then the Holy Spirit after daddy told me, the Holy Spirit told me, you need to get it for yourself because that's what he gave him. Now, I want you to go into the word of God and I want, oh, y'all, it's so good when you hear him for yourself. It's so good when you get revelation on top of revelation. The more revelation you get, the more beat up you're going to get. And see, I have learned this. When God give you revelation and you hanging with a novice, that novice don't want to take what you're giving because they think they know more than you or they don't want to humble this is this is what upsets me if i give you evangelists a word that god has given me you shouldn't be mad at me because god gave me that word to give you and some people say well why didn't he tell me that you act like you know everything i know that what did that tell you about that person they're prideful they don't want you to tell them nothing. They act like they know. I don't know about you, but if she come to me and she say, God wanted me to share this with you, I'm going to humble myself, and I'm going to open my heart to hear what the Spirit has to say. And if I know that it's not God, I'm going to put it on the shelf, but I'm not going to make out like I know. I already know that. You ain't have to tell me that. See, those are pretenders. That are really not in the word. See, a true person that's in the word, they're going to humble themselves and they're going to receive this engrafted word with meekness because it's able to save their souls. Y'all, it's time to come out of these baby stages. We're spending too much time. The Lord is telling me this and I learned this a long time ago. And if some of y'all know me, I ain't spending time with babies no more that's supposed to be grown up. I got people that need help. I ain't got time for, and this is in the church, if I'm spending time with Darlene, old Miko man, mad. Every time I turn around, she with Darlene. She never hang with nobody but Darlene. Darlene, Darlene, Darlene. It's always Darlene. That's a whiner, ain't it? She's still in the baby stages because if she was in the spirit on the Lord's day, the Lord would have told her there may be something going on in Darlene's life that Darlene needs some help to get out of what she in. Don't you know this is a root up ministry? This is a root up and tear down. And I hear some people say, well, it ain't like you have to spend every day with them. Are you in my house? Are you spying on me? Huh? Every time I turn around, I see this one with you all the time. She's an armor bear. Anybody know what an armor bear do? Come here, Cass. God gives you armor bearers not for them to make you look like God, but for them to help you with what you're doing with the work of God. Because if God got me on a mission, he's going to have somebody beside me to watch my back to be praying on my behalf, that when I begin to minister, Kathy will just grab what's in my hand so I can move freely the way I need to move. Or if I'm going to a particular place, God will send that armor bearer with me to help me out in the place that I'm going. That armor bearer is there to fulfill a need that I may not fulfill at that time for me, to make sure I have what I need to do the service of the Lord, not to be favored more than anybody else. They're just walking in the call that God has given them. So when you don't understand these calls, you get jealous because you feel like you should be there. If that's not your position, you don't supposed to be there. You're supposed to stay in your place. See, that's a child. That's a person that have not grew up yet. That's a person who want to cause trouble in the body of Christ because they think that they need this position. But if you had the position, you wouldn't know how to walk in the position. Because if I'm looking for water, you over there sitting down, sleep. But we want every position in the body of Christ. Because we can do them all. I can armor bear you, Pastor. I can clean your house, Pastor. No, you can't. You ain't even coming in my house cleaning nothing I got. Because God ain't told you to come in my house to be nosy. Now, that's the truth. You just want to come in there and be nosy so you can go out and tell somebody something. Keep your nose in your own house. That's who I am. I just reveal what God tell me to reveal at that particular time because, see, God will give you knowledge the word of knowledge he'll let you know what's happening right then he'll let you know who's coming to your house just to be nosy see any person that has grew up they're not going to keep causing trouble in the body they're not going to get mad every time you approach them and ask them a question what you asking me for every time I come down you asking me why don't you ask Teresa because it ain't about Teresa it's about you. Well, did you ask somebody else? Everybody else doing it? And you're a prophet. You're the one speaking the articles of God. Look at your neighbor. Please, please. Say it's time to grow up in the things of God. If you want to be used of God... Grow in, grow, in grow in grace grow in grace y'all i'm telling you god is bringing this in this house for a reason do you know how much we can do if we work together and if we're taught the same thing we could be like that tower of babel we can reach the heavens but on one accord we got too many isms and schisms in the body of Christ. It's time to grow up in the things of God. Some people say, I don't understand your language today. You know why you don't understand my language? Because you're dull of hearing. You're slow of understanding. You don't even know where I'm coming from. Some of y'all say, well, what that got to do with the new year? See, you dull of hearing. You slow of understanding. God is trying to tell you what the problem is. It ain't time to tell nobody you're going to prosper in this. The Bible tells you, beloved, I wish above all things that you should prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. It's already in the word. But God says it's time to grow up in that word. It's time for you to be prospering. It's time for you to be in good health, even as your soul prosper. That's growing up. That mean when the word come, you saying, God, I hear you. God, you want me to go deeper in that thing. From what? Glory to glory to glory? See, if it's time for me to, pro- I got to be prosperous. I got to walk in healing. Ain't no point of saying, I'm healed and you ain't walking in it. Ain't no point, evangelists, of saying, I'm prospering and you don't want to give nobody nothing. Come on, just hush. Don't say, I'm prosperous. I know I'm prosperous. Then somebody say, well, we got a need up here. I ain't giving you nothing. How can you be prospering and don't want to... See, you ain't grew up yet. Because if you're still holding back on the things of God, you ain't grew up yet. See, when you get packed, y'all know what a child do. That's mine. What you doing with that? Nobody tell you to mess with that. That's mine. Y'all know what a child do. You can't play with that. That's mine. Mommy, that's mine. Make him give that to me. Mommy, That's mine. He don't know how to share, Judge Turner. But as he grow up and as he's taught, he's saying, here, sissy, you can hold it. And after you finish with it, then I'll use it. In the body of Christ, that's my money. You I ain't mean, getting not one bit of it. I got bills too. You act like you supposed to have everything all the time. No, you do not supposed to. But if you read the word of God, it said, don't muzzle the ox that trades the coin. Is that the truth, evangelist? So if I'm growing up in the things of God, I ain't going to have a problem. You can hold it. Be careful with it. That's my word. Keep it close to your heart. You're a sharer in the body of Christ. Come here, Sister Julia. We share. We share one with another. I gave her the word. I labored and I gave it to her. What is she going to do? She going to share. And as she get it, what is she going to do? And as he get it, what is he going to do? Didn't have to tell him. Oh, oh, oh. When you grow up in the body of Christ, nobody tell you nothing no more. You just do it. I'm going to give you a last illustration. Isn't God good? It's a sharing in the body of Christ, is it not? You just, just share, you just share, you just share. Don't you? I'm going to ask you a question. i want to ask you a question. Why did y'all pick that up? So you can give it to somebody else. Let me tell you the illustration that was. You see something on this floor, you're supposed to pick it up. You don't supposed to wait on maintenance. That's supposed to, see, it was candy. Y'all got it because it was something to eat. That's what we do. Something to eat, you go get it quick. If I threw some dollars down there, y'all would have been sliding in the home base. No, I'm talking about, I put that on the floor. When you grow up in the things of God, you don't wait on us just to pick up nothing. That's just a part of you and who you are. You pick it up, you throw it in the trash. That's how you taught, in the things of God. Nobody should have to tell you no more when you're growing up. Nobody should have to ask you no more. You already know because you taught in the word of God. Nobody should tell you to be a peacemaker. Nobody should tell you to be the salt of the earth. Nobody should tell you these things because you should know by now. Because you're growing up. So if we have to keep telling you, and you wonder, People wonder why they ain't used. Yeah. Apostle. People wonder. Why they ain't used in the body of Christ. Because if you ain't full grown. Yeah. God can't use you. Right. Because if you can't be entrusted. With worldly goods. God ain't going to trust you with his kingdom. Some people want to be trusted with the kingdom. But you can't even manage your own stuff. You can't even manage your bills. You can't be faithful in your own house. But now you want to be a prophet. See, darling, if I can't love my husband, how am I going to love you? First of all, I got to love God. So how can I teach you if I'm treating him wrongly? I can't do it. God is saying we're supposed to be going from level to level to level. I'll even use Judah. Jennifer may start off with, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little one, to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes. Who we love. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Why? Stop right there. How can we sing something? We don't really know. If they don't know it, they don't supposed to be singing it. You don't sing it because she told you to. You sing it because it's coming through you. That means that if she gave you the song, you're going to go home and meditate on the song, and you're going to say, why do you love me? Why am I singing something, and I don't know why? Come here, Rico. Jennifer, hand me a mic. <laughs> Remember when we go from baby stage? I know I'm going to let y'all go with this New Year's. Y'all want them peas, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Remember we go from baby stage? Rico, when did you start singing? When When you was about six. What's the first song you sung? My Father's Rich. My Father's Rich. Sing that for me. My Father is rich in houses and land. He holds the world in the palm of his hand. No, I want you to sing it. Mm. Now you understand, don't you? But you started out with what? My father is rich. How rich is he? Now I know he's more than, than the world could ever give me. We don't let our kids sing because they can just sing. Whatever they're singing, it's supposed to have meaning. Not just because they have a voice. Come on, y'all. You know we dress kids up and they got a beautiful voice. Sing, baby. That's my baby. Sing. And they don't even know why they're singing. But as she grew, she got developed in her voice, the way the words come out. Rico can take a song that's messed up and bring it back together. She can put words in there that keep up with the beat. She can know when she's off beat or when something just ain't right because it's in her. That's where her anointing lies. So when you have an anointing in that area, you guard that area. You don't just sing anything because somebody wants you to sing it. You don't switch from God to the devil. You have to stay focused on him because if you don't, you begin to drift because you say you can sing. It becomes about you. It's no more about my father is rich. Sing it, Rico. My father is rich in houses and land. He holds the world in the palm of his hand. Rubies and diamonds and fine golden rings. I'm a child, I'm a child of the king. Look, God spoke to you. So I want you to meditate on that, baby. Don't forget where you come from. Don't forget who holds everything. He has the key to everything, baby, in your life. And that's the one you have to depend on. Nobody else but him. See, God, are you simple things to bring you back to where you need to be? Why am I saying this? And I'm going to close. If we know that God holds everything in the palm of his hand, why are we dependent on the government? Why are we dependent on man to supply what we need? When we're in the word and the Bible says that he's the one that supplies all of our needs if our dependency is on him while we word about what they do or how they do it we trust him because that's who we're with y'all if we didn't have all this stuff dealing with the government who would we depend on do you know why people in Africa get healed and over there in all them foreign countries get healed because they don't have what we have in America so when people come over there and say Jesus is a healer that's all they say and they're healed Because they don't have the medicine. They don't have what we have. We have gotten spoiled. Because we look at it like this. Well, if God don't do it, I know a doctor who can. We have somebody to fall back on. But I'm here to tell you, we're in a time now that you can't even fall back on man. Because the United States is so messed up. That if you don't grab hold and come out of these baby stages, you're going to be just like everybody else in Egypt. It's time to come out of Egypt and grow up. God has brought you out of bondage. So you need to let go of this stuff you're holding on to. And you need to hold on to God with all your might. And every day you need to get in that word and say, God, speak. Your servant here. Come on, develop your spiritual hearing. Quit worrying about a title. Do what God has called you to do. And when you sing, yes, Jesus loves me, you can sing it with an anointing and ain't never sung a day in your life because you know he really, truly loves you because the Bible told you so. Y'all, it's time to grow up because this pastor is not changing any more pamphlets. It's getting too expensive it wears you out I'm not doing it it's time to grow up get over your selfish self babies are selfish they holler for a bottle if you don't get that bottle there they kicking, they screaming they about to tear the house up as soon as you give them that bottle they mm, like they ain't done nothing don't even know how to apologize can't even say thank you mom They don't say thank you. They don't know how to talk. (laughs) Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, it's time to grow up in the things of the Lord. It's time to grow up in grace. Y'all, I'm telling you, my my spirit here is grieving. I could have come up here with a box full of tissues because I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit is grieved. And I'm telling you again get into this word i mean get into it it's time to quit going in and out of it you're going in and out of it you're weaving you know how you go in and out of lane and you go in there too fast and you don't even know who's behind you who's in front of you just just dodging in and out this is what some of us are doing with the word of god you can't even understand what people are saying because you're not in it it's time to get in it because i'm gonna be honest with you this is a year of growing up in the things of God and knowing God for yourself. And my man Daniel. Come on, baby. I want to tell you something. And I'm going to decree and declare this over your life. Don't you ever, 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 ever let nobody tell you you don't know. Because as you get into the Word of God and as you meditate on.